What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All-Pro Podcast. Sorry, this is a little bit overdue. Uh, been been a little busy the last couple of days, but we are back in business. So uh, let's let's get right into it. Update. Let's let, let's talk about. Uh, we're not we're not even gonna just we're not even gonna fool around. We're gonna dive right into it. Let's talk Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Uh, the results from some of the uh, playoffs, uh, some of the second round matchups. Uh, first, let's start. Let's start with Winnipeg and Montreal. Of course, Montreal ended up. Montreal won in overtime uh, a couple of days ago. They ended up clinching the series against Winnipeg. They won the series 4-0. Uh, they are now the North Division champions, if I'm not mistaken. So they would. They technically they they advanced to what would be the conference finals, uh, in you know, a normal, in the what w- would be in a normal season. But so they advanced to this, but it's now the Stanley Cup semifinals. So they're in the semis. They are awaiting the winner of the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, and of course the winner between that. That whatever team wins this series and Montreal ends up going to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, so let's see. Uh, let, let's just dive right into it. First off, what, let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it, it looked like the Avalanche were poised uh, to win the series. They were up 2-0. Uh, they had a dominating game 1-7-1 win over Vegas. And I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened, but Vegas... A lot of Vegas came out strong in Game Three, uh, and, and same thing in Game Four. Defensive mistakes by Colorado, uh, you know, led to a couple of uh, bad goal. Well, I wouldn't even say they're bad goals. It's just bad on the defensive part because you know you're turning you turn it over in your zone. Next thing you know, they have pucks in the back of your net, uh, and. You know, a couple of that, a couple that happened a couple of times throughout the last couple of games, and now Vegas is poised to win this series uh, tonight in Vegas. They're up three games to two. I, I, I still want Game Seven, but the way that Vegas has been playing, they've been playing aggressive uh, the last couple of games. So I think Vegas might, might very well, well might just close it out tonight. Uh, but uh, we have, we have to see on that. But uh, either way, so I'm just, and that reminds that reminds me, Game Six for all my fellow hockey fans and hockey enthusiasts. Uh, game Six, Colorado and Vegas is tonight at nine o'clock. Uh, the only other game that's on tonight, because every other series, as mentioned before, has concluded. Every other second round series has concluded. Uh, that reminds me. Let's get into the next series on the agenda. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina and Tampa Bay ended up winning the series 4-1 first off just so the defending champs uh, will be playing the Islanders and I'll get into that series in a little bit uh, and give my predictions but Tampa Bay man uh, they, they have been plugging along I mean they've been out hustling out working and out playing Carolina the entire series, so it was. It honestly, it, it wasn't even close. A lot of the games. I mean, well, let's just 
well, I wouldn't even say it was it wasn't even close, but Tampa just because like well, let's be real, let's let's look at it. Like four four out of the five games were at close. Both were decided by either one or two goals. I mean, look at game one, Tampa Bay one two one. It's Carolina won in game three, three two. Of course, in game two, Tampa Bay won two one. So it's not like these games were blowouts. They were close games. Just you know, Tampa ended up getting, you know, getting the big breaks when they needed to. They converted on their opportunities. And Andre Vasilevsky, uh, who's a nominee for the uh, Vizina Trophy this year again, uh, he just shut the door on. Carolina's opportunities uh so and and, you know I I I think you know there's definitely more opportunities where I I feel I feel like this series could have gone like six I think I personally believe it could have gone at least one more game Uh, I thought Tampa was uh, I thought Carolina was going to come out and you know and they were pressing out in game five. They were pressing. They were uh, being aggressive. But, again, Tampa Bay got their opportunities. And, of course, that uh, breakaway goal by Anthony Sorelli put the uh, nail in the coffin on Carolina's season. Uh, and, of course, they had a couple power plays uh, and just could not bite, could not get through the brick wall. That is Andre Vasilevsky. And, again, you have to credit the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were aggressive. you got to uh, – uh, give credit to their defense, their coaching, um, and give credit to the, of course, the goaltending. When you have solid goaltending like that all year, uh, you're, you're, especially this time around in the playoffs, it always puts you in a great position to win. And now the defending champions are, are four wins away from going back to the Stanley Cup final. And uh, that being said, we'll hop right into, and you know. We'll see what happens. You know, it's going to be an interesting series, uh, the Islanders and Tampa Bay, a rematch of last year's conference finals, actually. So uh, we'll hop right into that right now. We'll discuss that. Uh, but we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute. But let's hop right into game six last night. Islanders-Bruins, if anyone was paying, atten- paying attention, uh, you know, the Islanders ended Boston season last night. And this was honestly, I'm going to be honest, this was the best game uh, for the Islanders in this series. That's what I, I, I mean, that, that's just me. Uh, they came out aggressive uh, and they were throwing bodies everywhere. I mean, literally everyone was throwing bodies. And I, I think you have to do that with a team like the Bruins because they're an aggressive team. Uh, you got to obviously keep track of, you know, their perfection line. You got to make sure guys like Martian and Pasternak and Bergeron are all accounted for because those those are the sh- those are the scorers on that team. Those are the leading scorers on that team. And to both Boston goals, funny enough, came from Brad Marshan, who uh, I think with those two goals, I think prior to those uh, goals, he had six goals in the playoffs. And I think Pasternak has I, – I think he had like seven or eight. I could be wrong uh, prior to this game. So it just goes to show you like how dangerous that Boston team can be. But, yeah, let's, let's hop right into the action. So, you know, I believe like seven minutes in, I could be wrong. Travis Zajac at the back of – finds the back of the net on a rebound. 
uh, gets Nassau Coliseum fired up. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they took a couple of uh, penalties. And eventually one of those penalties led to a power play goal from Brad Marchand. Uh, but once, then the second period, it was it was 1-1 at the end of one. It was a good game so far. And then the second period, uh, it, it kind of fell apart. It kind of fell apart for the Bruins. They got shut down uh, and get after getting, they got a lot of opportunities too. Uh, but they just got completely shut down and the Islanders, uh, both offensively and defensively, were all over the Bruins. Of course, that turnover, that forced turnover out in front, uh, leading to Brock Nelson's second goal of the game. I mean, that's just that's. Uh, I mean, you got to give credit to the Islanders. Uh, you got to be aggressive. You know, we you know how difficult of a team the Bruins are in the playoffs, uh, and how difficult of a team they are to beat, and. The Islanders were just clicking in the second period. And uh, what else? Uh, and then on top of that, there was another turnover. Uh, another turnover in the zone uh, by Matt Grizzlick. Grizzlick actually, it was a rebound. Grizzlick was trying to get it out. Lost control of the puck. And uh, I believe Kyle Palmieri was there to sneak it past Tuka Rask. Uh, and then it made it. that made it 3-1. And then another goal came around. Uh, it was 4-1, and from there it was just. From there, I kind of had a fate. I kind of, I kind of knew the it was going to be a little bit difficult for the Bruins to come back. But of course, we've you know anyone that's been watching uh, the series or just the playoffs in general knows the Bruins can make a comeback uh, in in the games. Uh, they're no stranger to making comebacks, but you know, of course, third period. They get another goal from Marshan. Uh, keeps them keeps them around for a little bit. It's only a two goal game, two goal game with uh, I believe it was like eight minutes left when he scored that, eight or nine minutes left. So it gave them some life. Uh, but uh, once they pull the goalie, then uh, an empty net goal. I think the first empty net goal was by Cal Clutterbuck, made it five two, and then a short couple minutes later. Uh, Travis Zajac, or no, not Travis Zajac, Ryan Pollock, Ryan Pollock, uh, with the second empty netter and that basically, that sealed the deal. But, and Varlamov, first off, I wanted to say this, like Varlamov played very well in that game. Uh, 25, he saw 25 shots and made a lot of big saves. Uh, especially, I think in the either the second or the first period, there was a golden opportunity where the puck. There were actually a couple of golden opportunities where the puck was just wide out, wide open in front of Varlamov. I think it was a scrum out in front, and Taylor Hall was trying to, you know, put it home, and they just couldn't find it. Uh, another opportunity, I believe, was when Bergeron. I think he was either. The, I think when the perfection line of Bergeron, Marsha, and Pasternak. I could be wrong. Uh, when they were, it was, I believe, a three-on-two. There was a shot, and there was a juicy rebound uh, to one of the uh, players on the one of the Bruins on the wing, and just couldn't bury it home. Uh, of course, the opportunity by Charlie Coyle, uh, the opportunity, uh, and so yeah, there was just a lot of good opportunities on both sides. But Varlamov did his best and. Uh, 
shut the door on them. And again, this this is this was a full team effort from the Islanders because I've seen in a couple of games from them so far in this postseason that that sometimes the pressure, uh, uh, you know, the Bruins do build up a lot of momentum, make some comebacks, pressure. Um, they definitely put pressure on the Islanders. Uh, I mean, we saw it in the last couple of games. Uh, I think it was game five, either game five, game four, maybe game three. Uh, I could be wrong. But, you know, game five, the Islanders were up uh, 5-2, and the Bruins stormed back with two quick goals, uh, 5-4. So it definitely put some pressure on them. And, of course, I believe game four, I yeah, I think it was game four when the uh, it went to overtime and the Bruins – I, it was ironically Brad Marchand scored the game winner. Uh, I think I think that was game four. M- maybe maybe I'm thinking game three. I think I th- I think it was game three. Was it? Yeah, it was game three. It was a two-one game. Uh, but yeah, so it's not even like. Any of these games were a blowout. Again, like as mentioned with, you know, the Hurricanes and the Tampa Bay series, like, yeah, Tampa won in like five games, but all the games were close. Uh, the same thing goes here in this Bruins uh, uh, Islander series. I mean, look, look at game one. Now, while the score was, of course, 5-2, it was a – it was, the game was – on paper, it looked pretty close. I mean – you know, both teams are being aggressive. They're known for, uh, you know, being physical. Of course, in game two, Islanders won in overtime. Uh, you know, game three, Bruins won in overtime, 2-1. And most of these games were either decided by one goal or two or three goals. I mean, the only, really, really the only games where you could see it as a blowout was really... Game four and game six. I mean, game five, yeah, it's a three-goal, you know, it's a 5-2 win for the Bruins. It's a three-goal win. But if in in reality, like, it, it was close. It, they were really close games. I mean, especially, like, last night's game in game six. I mean, if you take away the empty netters, it was only a two-goal game. I mean, like, it was a really close game up until the empty netters. And... Of course, you know, game four, it was a 4-1 uh, Islanders win across the board. And, you know, the Islanders, uh, they laid some big hits. That, that was another thing uh, that caught my attention in the series. I think being physical was something that I believe Barry Trotz's team really had to do. Uh, they had to come out aggressive uh, against the Bruins, make sure they don't get any uh, opportunities or open breakaways. Blocking shots, I think, was the biggest thing as well. Uh, you saw if anyone watched that game the other night, you know that uh, they, you know, the Islanders blocked a lot of opportunities for the Bruins. And I mean, there would be like, you know, stints of like five minutes, like maybe five, may, maybe five, maybe a little more, five or more minutes where the Bruins would be pressuring in the Islander zone. And guys like Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock, uh, you know, Nick Letty, all these guys stepping up, blocking shots. And I think that's really what, really what put them 
in good position and uh, help them win that game because, you know, you know, being able to sacrifice the body block shots, if you're, you know, all it takes is one shot, you know, if it doesn't get blocked, one opportunity in front of the net to really, you know, give another team momentum and, you know, the aggressiveness uh, of uh, the Islanders, it was just, they just played an all around very well, uh, very well, very aggressive, uh, very, it was a complete game. It was a uh, really all around complete game from the entire Islanders team. I mean, everyone, you know, the guy, you know, the forwards, uh, you know, the de- I get the forwards, the defensemen, just everyone. Uh, and of course, the you know, the coaching and the uh, coaching adjustments made by, uh, you know, Barry Trotz, you know, whatever he said to his team, like during the intermission, uh, well, whatever he said to his team during the intermissions, you know, especially like at the end of the first period, you know, 1-1, uh, you know, it worked. And I think, you know, the Islanders, you know, they got a good team rolling on, you know, they got a good team. They got a good head coach, you know, who knows how to go far and win a Stanley Cup. And I think these are, you know, the way the Islanders have been playing. I think this is a good recipe, uh, you know to go up against Tampa and, you know, I'm hearing a lot of predictions like saying, you know, Tampa and four, you know, Tampa's going to sweep, but I don't, I don't believe that. Honestly, I think this is, I think this Islander team might get, up, might end up uh, getting revenge. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to leave my prediction for this uh, semifinal matchup. And I'm going to go with, you know, being a New Yorker, I'm not an Islanders fan. As you may know, I'm a Rangers fan, uh, diehard Rangers fan. But uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Islanders here. I'm going to say the Islanders are going to win in seven games, either six or seven games. Uh, and another thing to note, Nassau Coliseum, if anyone watched that game, they were buzzing. They were absolutely electric. So... But uh, yeah, so my prediction, you know, a lot of people are probably going to call me out on this prediction, but I'm going to go with the Islanders in six or seven. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say Islanders in seven. I'm going to say Islanders in seven. I mean, you know, they, you know, even though the last two series, they ended them and ended those series in six games. I mean, you know, I remember a lot of people, you know, saying like, well, they're, they, you know, they were facing the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, they're not going to beat the Penguins. Look what happened. The Islanders beat the Penguins in six. Oh, they're not going to beat. And then, you know, hearing a lot of people saying, oh, they're not going to beat the Bruins in the second round. Well, look what happened. They beat the Bruins in six in the second round. So uh, I think this team, I think we can very well see this team in the Stanley Cup final this year. So I'm going to go with Islanders uh, in seven over Tampa Bay. And with that being said, uh, we'll get into our final topic of discussion uh, for today, and that's the New York, that's the uh, Yankees uh, baseball. So, uh, anyone that watched the Yankees games uh, the other night know they they beat the Twins. Uh, they took the uh, two games set, well, they took the series. Uh, they took two out of three at Minnesota. They have another game today at eight ten. Uh, but of course, 
that's not really the uh, big news out of Minnesota, out of the uh, Yankees-Minnesota meeting. Of course, anyone that's been paying attention knows Josh Josh uh, Donaldson has been, um, you know, you know, singling out or trying to single single out players who've been using foreign, well, specifically pitchers who've been uh, using foreign substances, uh, you know, sticky substances, and you know, he he took aim at Garrett Cole, and uh, and uh, I thought it was interesting, uh, but. Uh, of course, you know, he took aim at Garrett Cole. Of course, Garrett Cole's not the only pitcher that uh, he took aim at. Uh, anyone that's actually been, you know, following Josh Donaldson, following, you know, all the, all this, you know that he's been, he, you know, uh, I, I I forgot what page it was on, but he said he had a com- complete list of, you know, uh, pitchers that have been, you know, that he suspects or has been using uh, foreign substances or sticky substances. So this isn't the first time we've heard about this. But uh, either way, and Garrett Cole, what does he do? Uh, he comes out and strikes out Josh Donaldson. I believe it was twice, maybe three times. I could be wrong. But either way, uh, either way, just figured I'd highlight that. And another thing to note, it's good to see the Yankees win those two games. Because anyone that's been watching them, the last like ten games they've been struggling. They were like at one point like two and eight, uh, or th- or they were either like two and eight in their last ten or three and seven, uh, because they struggled. First, they split the series, of course, with Tampa. Then they got got swept by Detroit, and then they got swept by the Red Sox and the Bronx. Of course, we all know that happened. Touchy subject for me, but and uh, yeah. And you know what's nice about this is that I'll actually be able to, in in two weeks. Uh, I turn twenty two. Uh, hooray! You know I'm getting older, uh, but I will be able to uh, in two weeks. I'm making the trip from New York. I am going from New York to uh, f- I'm going to Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I believe that Friday, I, the twenty fifth, my birthday. Uh, I will be making the trip to Boston, Massachusetts, and then Saturday I'll be catching uh, the second game of the uh, Yankees-Red Sox rivalry matchup. So it, it, it's a first for me. A couple of firsts are being made that weekend. Uh, I'll be able to go to Fenway Park, and it's the f- first time I'll be seeing a uh, Red Sox-Yankees game. I mean, I've been to a lot of Yankees games at the old stadium and when the new stadium first opened, but I have not once seen uh, the Red Sox-Yankees play in person. So this is going to be a first for me. And the fact that they're doing it at Fenway Park, that's another first for me. I'll be able to say I've uh, I've been to Fenway Park. So that and that's something, I'll be honest, that's something I wanted to do for a while. Uh, I, always, I wanted to, like, I've been to, you know, I, I've been to Boston a few times in my life. Uh, I, I've seen what it looks like from the outside. It's a beautiful ballpark. Uh, but now that the fact that I'll be able to go taking a game at Fenway, uh, it's just going to be unreal. I think it's going to be a great experience. And, of course, you know, I am going to be wearing my Yankees jersey and my Yankees hat. I mean, that's what the rivalry is all about. 
But uh, with that being said, uh, I think I hit everything on the head that I wanted to talk about. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.